0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am so delighted and honored to be speaking to you this morning. I'm just going to position this thing this way because we always have a, um, a thing going on with Pastor Mel. So like, oh, you can turn it around how you want. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's an honor. Thank you to speak to you this morning. And I just want to take some time this morning before I speak to just, uh, you know, acknowledge Pastor Mel and Pastor Jacob as the senior ministers of this house for just the great work that they're doing. You have no idea how tough this gig is. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. And all I can say is appreciate them. Love them. Pray for them consistently. Pray for them consistently. Hallelujah. Now, th- there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good things I, I could have said, but she didn't pay me. So, this is all the free stuff, uh, Pastor Mia. So, we're going to go straight into the words. So if you had paid me, I'd have said a lot of good stuff. But, <laughs> anyhow... Let's uh, pray together, then we'll go into the Word, and I will share what I believe God has laid on my heart for today. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you today. We give you all the praise. This is your Word. This is your time. And these... Are your people. Speak to them Lord. As you will. Speak to them Lord. As you have purposed. Speak to them mighty God. And address. The yearnings. And the longings. Of their hearts. You know Father God. What each and every person. Is going through right now. And I stand this morning as a messenger to bring a word, to bring, Father God, what you've laid on my heart for them. And I pray, Lord, that I won't be a hindrance in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, in the words of John the Baptist who says, I decrease, that he may increase. I decrease this morning. That Jesus may increase. I decrease in every aspect Lord. So that you would increase in this place. May I be minimized. And you maximized in every aspect today Lord. In the name of Jesus. We thank you mighty God. We give you praise. Because your word is alive and your word is active. Father thank you that the grass withers. The flowers fade, but your word endures forever. And we submit to it today in the name of Jesus. And the believers said, Amen and Amen. So I have a word this morning that I have entitled Joy in Adversity. Joy in adversity. Every single one of us, I would like to believe, and this is what I'm going to state. You may agree with it or you may not agree with it, but this is my observation of life and looking at scriptures and just trying to make sense of it all. Everyone is enrolled in what I call the university of adversity. Hmm. I will explain as we go. Uh, Every one of us is enrolled in this this school, (laughs) the University of Adversity, in that as we go through life, we encounter adversities of different kinds. And the thing about these adversities is they don't announce themselves to you. They just turn up. Uh, Like in the olden days uh, when we visited or, you know, We 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 just rocked up. It wasn't like oh you gotta text us or you gotta call us or you gotta email us. It was just you turned up at the door and like, hey, company's here, hallelujah. You know. But now everything is complicated. Uh, But 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 the thing is about about adversities, about these tests of life, they don't they don't give you a heads up. They don't give you a heads up. So uh, let's go into the Bible. And hear what the Bible has to say. Because the Bible has something to say on everything that we go through in life. James chapter 1 is where we are going to to start from. That's going to be our base scripture. And I really hope and pray that I will be able to do it justice this morning in the few minutes that I have. James chapter 1. From verse 1, the Bible says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. This is a letter. This is a letter written specifically to the 12 tribes that were scattered. Verse 2, consider it. Somebody say consider it. Come on, come on, say it with passion, say it with conviction, let's work together. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Mm-hmm. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces, let's read it, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be, let's read it, and not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must, let's read it and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do so if you, if you ask and then doubt the Bible says you are unstable. Now it's very interesting when you look at the Bible and you study the books of the Bible and you look at James. James is James is written. Yes, it's a letter. It's addressing the believers that are sort of scattered as a result of persecution. But James is written in the style of of Proverbs. It's so it's, it's it's like he's got these sayings, these collections of wisdom that he. Packages together, and he sends them. and And, and as you read the book of James, you discover that he addresses uh, a lot of things that have to do with just everyday life, everyday life for uh, you know everyday people who go to <laughs> come on somebody everyday church. Ah, uh, yes. So, so he, he that, that that's sort of how it, it, it's it's prepackaged. So he introduces himself. He says, "I am James." Now James, the James that is uh, being looked at here, is is the brother of Jesus, but I love that he doesn't use that in his credential. He doesn't say G- James, you know, <laughs> you know, brother of Jesus. He says G- James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he considers himself a servant of the Lord and a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. A servant of God and a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then so he's speaking specifically. So friends, there's a, there a historical context that this is being written to. But what is being written to them is something that is applicable to us today. Come on somebody. So he says, consider it pure joy. I don't know about you but I am human I am human and when I'm going through any kind of trial uh, joy is not one of those things that is close to me Uh, because when I'm going through trials I I want you to know uh, that I'm going through stuff and so I whinge come on somebody I complain, come on somebody, I, I have an attitude, I don't know about you, but I'm human, I have an attitude, and it's not a good one, I want you to know that there's something wrong, and the way I carry myself, you know, I just become irritable, you gotta know that I'm going through stuff, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you know that I'm going through stuff? Uh, but, 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 but I, then I read this and it says it counted pure joy. Uh, like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Do you have any idea what I'm experiencing? See, see friends, the Bible, the word of God is, is counterintuitive to everything that we know, to everything that we are as, as a society, it's almost like the word of God comes in and, 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 and flips the thing on its head. Just inverts everything. You see, the, the kingdom of God is like a kingdom of reversals. It's almost like if there was a car designed specifically in the kingdom of God, a reverse would be going forward. And going forward would be reversing. Because in the kingdom of God, it says, oh, you want to have, He says, give it. What? Oh, you want me to give in order for me to have? Oh, are you kidding me? I've got a stockpile. He says, no, 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 give it. Because when you give it, then you're going to receive. What? So everything in the kingdom of God is sort of Reversal. Reversal. So he's saying here, he's saying that, you know, even though go, when you're going through various trials, the, the easiest thing to do is for you to be upset and have an attitude and, and, and just be ticked off with everything and everyone around you. He says this is what you should do. Consider it pure joy. Now, the church has just been established. The church is thriving. The church is having a tremendous impact. And just at the point when you think that the church is thriving, the church undergoes persecution. And the persecution causes the church to be scattered. Everything was going well. We were feeling good. We had this thing together. Finally, we felt like we were on top of the world. And the whole thing is scattered. What's going through your mind if you're part of this church? That started off in power. You remember that day? You remember remember that day? It was the day of Pentecost when we were gathered together in that room. Do you remember how the power of God came into that place, filled that room, how we spoke in in these different languages and people outside were able to make sense of it? Do you remember the power? Do you remember how we felt? Do you remember the tangible evidence of his presence? Do you remember that day? Now look at us, scattered all over. So these are the ones he's addressing. But there's something in that the way, he, the way he says it here. He says because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It's almost like it was expected that these people would know what he was talking about. He says you know testing of faith produces perseverance. Some visions say it produces faith. Uh, sorry, it produces patience. The testing of faith. And so whatever you and I go through, is not necessarily attacking you. But rather it's an opportunity for your faith to be tested. As you face those trials, as you face those challenges, the only reason you're going to have joy in adversity is because it's not necessarily you that is being squeezed, but your faith. Because every person that has put their faith in Jesus Christ is a believer, and everyone who is a believer is a believer is beca- is a believer because their faith, their trust, their confidence is in Jesus Christ. So you're saying that Jesus is who He says He is, and Jesus is able to do what He says He's able to do. And so then, as you face these trials, he says you ought to have joy so then it's it's an awakening it's it's this revelation that I'm facing what I'm facing because of my faith primarily and my faith is being tested But my faith has to be tested because when my faith is tested, it's then given an opportunity to produce something else. So one virtue is tested and then it produces. It's almost like your faith mutates and produces patience, perseverance. And then as as you embrace perseverance, as perseverance works in you, he says, then you become mature, lacking nothing. All right, so how do I face? How do I face these trials? How do I face this adversity and then end up with joy? Do I have any, any people that do DIY projects in the house? You know, I got you, I got you, I see you. You know how that, you know, certain projects require certain tools. you got to have those tools, isn't it? you got to have those tools in order for you to do this particular project. And, and sometimes you buy a particular tool just for a specific project. And after that, it goes onto the shelf in the garage. You can't get rid of it because one day you might need to do a similar project and you will need it. You will need it. And and, and so trying to justify to to, to your wife why you need to buy this particular thing doesn't make sense. Because she's like, you're going to just use it once. I say, but you don't understand. I might need it again. I might need it again, and so let me just buy it now so I don't have to be looking around trying to borrow it. Let me just buy it now. This is one of those messages. You may not necessarily need today, but you need to have on the shelf of your life somewhere. So that when you face those trials that come unannounced, uninvited, then you remember to say, oh, joy adversity it's one of those that you may not necessarily need now because you be like (laughs) I got it all together my life is good but you need it yeah I can tell you now you need it those of you that are watching us online you need this message you need it you need to have it now why is it important that you need that you embrace this message well here's the thing If we don't have a balanced understanding that life is full of challenges, that life is full of trials, that life is full of adversity, what tends to happen is we have this sort of insulated mindset. So much so that when the trials of life come and they give us that sucker punch, they take us down because you see even in boxing it's not the it's not the blow that you see coming that takes you out it's the one you don't see coming because if you see it coming you prepare yourself a certain way you can roll your shoulder you can duck under you know you can swing the other way uh, you can put up your hands and and try and block it because you see it coming no brothers and sisters it's the one you don't see coming it's the one you least expect Just when you think, oh, I'm doing well on this tightrope of life, Uh, I seem to be balanced, everything is going well, and then suddenly, it hits you. Now, in that moment, if you don't have an anchoring and an understanding that life is full of adversities and challenges, you become disillusioned. You begin to question the very God that loves you. Haven't you noticed? Have you observed that Christians are the only ones that accuse their God for stuff that they are going through? Oh, <laughs> Why me, <may> God? <laughs> Why me? God, I serve you. As if God is this sadistic being that just wants to inflict pain on you. Why me, God? okay who should it be do you have an idea who should take this instead of you because that's what you're implying when you say why me God what you're implying is that uh, God I don't deserve this but uh, (laughs) God I, I can text you the address. <laughs> Why me? So you become disillusioned. And then the enemy who is opportunistic brings accusations against God. Our God is punishing you. Oh, <laughs> you've been punished. Yeah. Yeah. Are you being punished for the sins of your ancestors? Are you being punished for the sins you committed before you became a Christian? It has caught up with you. Now you're being punished. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So when there's a balanced understanding to say this life is broken, this life is messed up, and I will occasionally experience challenges and and testings and, and, and all sorts of adversities, when there is a balanced understanding of that, then when those things come, notice here the Bible says whenever you face, whenever. It doesn't say if. If is a conditional word, but whenever. when The Bible says whenever. It simply means it's just a matter of time. And the reality of life is that in such a room, in a room like this, there's some of us that are right smack in the middle of those adversities. And there's some of us that have just sort of just come out. And there's some of us that are just walking blindly, <laughs> entering the slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's life. You don't see it coming. Now the idea is not to run and, and be insulated. The idea is for you to understand when these challenges come. As you face adversity, that you can be joyful. Because, you see, when you face those adversities, you're not facing them on your own. The psalmist says this. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me and sometimes the easiest thing to do in talking about prayer which he mentions the easiest thing to do and the most um, sort of logical way to pray is god get me out and get me out now but god is god of wisdom he's a god of love and he's a god of power god's power does not override his wisdom and so even though God is powerful to zap you out there and then God will allow you to be in that thing because the testing of your faith produces what? Somebody produces perseverance and perseverance must have its work completed in you so that you are mature and lacking nothing. Friends, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, um, it's the challenges, it's the adversities of life that purify us that process us to be who God has called us to be it's like the irritation in the in the oyster that's what produces the pearl come on somebody it's you know it's when when, when you when you when you get a, when you get a diamond in, in in the rough you know yes it's valuable but it's not as valuable as a cut and polished diamond once a diamond is cut and polished the value just becomes astronomical. But in order for you to cut and polish a diamond, do you know know what's involved? There's a a rough surface that is introduced to. There's grinding and there's cutting and there's and when it's gone through, when it's undergone that process, when it comes out, oh, it's able to refract light and and, and you see its purity and suddenly its value has gone up. And that's what happens to you and I as we go through these challenges, through these adversities. is the testing of our faith that produces perseverance. And perseverance must have its work in us. It must complete its work in us so that we are mature and lacking nothing. Could it be that the reason um, a lot of people are not mature in their faith is because they... Avoid adversity. Avoid adversity. When it just gets a little bit hard, spit the dummy. Opt out. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and will give it to you. But when you ask, you must believe so. Then there must be wisdom to go through adversity. Adversity. But this wisdom is something that must be received from God. As your first adversity, the thing to do or the thing to pursue is wisdom. God, give me wisdom to navigate through this. Because what you are faced with in that moment is probably something you've never faced before. But in order for you to be victorious, to come out on the other end purified, you are going to need wisdom. But as you ask for this wisdom, you must be in one step state of mind as you ask for this wisdom you must believe as you ask for this wisdom he says you must not doubt because when you doubt you're going back and forth you're like a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind It says you are unstable in all your ways jesus christ says this he says these things i've spoken to you in john 16 which may not be there he says these things i've spoken unto you that in me you might have peace shalom In the world, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. And because Jesus has overcome the world, and Jesus is in whom we've placed our faith our trust, and our confidence, this same Jesus that has overcome the world is the same Jesus that will sustain us as we go through our own adversities. And when you see people that are going through adversity, you should pray with them and pray for them and speak life and hope into them to say, hang in there, stay strong, God is faithful, the same Jesus that was with you on the mountaintop is the same Jesus with you right in this valley of depression he will see you through don't give up don't give in hold on to the word embrace the spirit of joy have joy in adversity because God is faithful God will sustain you God will see you through God will bring breakthrough because he is faithful and as you place your faith in him he will not let you down so if I go down, I'm going down swinging. If I go down, I'm going down with a yes. God is able. You gotta have a bigger picture approach to life. Bigger picture. Bigger picture. Because sometimes when you just you're just uh, focused and you're zoomed in, you feel overwhelmed. You think this is the totality of life. Have you ever faced a challenge and felt like that was the totality of life? Like that was the battle of epic proportion that you were facing, that that was it and everything was just going to end. And then you went through it and you came out on the other end and then you looked back. You're like, wow, how did I get through that? How did I make it? I thought that was the end of me. But God is faithful. He will sustain you. He will sustain you. He will sustain you. And we don't, measure, we don't measure challenges. We don't, we don't compare challenges to say, oh, no, 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 I think I'm going through something more intense than you. No, 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 because I don't know how you are feeling as a result of what you're going through. And so to somebody, it may look like it's a small thing, but to you, you're completely overwhelmed. And so that's why we don't compare them. But it's to know that whatever you're going through is testing one thing and one thing only, your faith. And as the faith is tested, it's going to produce something else called patience or perseverance. And this thing must have its work complete in you, so that you may be mature and lacking nothing. I have so many things to say, but we're going to start landing the plane right now. So one thing about this uh, university of adversity is that there is no graduation. <laughs> There is no graduation. Uh, you know, other 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 units you can enroll in. You be like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a master's by whatever, whatever debt I'll be done. I'll be out. No more books. This now, the University of Adversity. There is no graduation. You just move from one test to another, and certain tests have to be repeated because you went through with a stinking attitude. <laughs> so it's got to be repeated. The trials of life are various. The trials of life are inevitable. But one thing we know is this, as the apostle Paul puts it, he says, we're hard-pressed. Hard-pressed. 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 89 says, we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Mm -hmm. Not crushed. We're hard-pressed. We're feeling it. We're feeling it on every side perplexed, it says, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We're still standing. We're still standing by the grace of God. The grace of God is what is holding me together. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I'd have fallen by the wayside a long time ago. But the grace of God finds me. The grace of God picks me up. The grace of God holds me together. I call it the the, 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 the spiritual Dark tape of the grace of God. Ah, uh, barely holding together. But he sees me through. He sees me through. He sees you through. He's faithful. This is what it says in Timothy. It says, You must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. As I have the team coming over, I want to read this last scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 12, it says, Be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer faithful in prayer so joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer joyful in hope patient In affliction. Patient. Patient. In affliction. And then faithful in prayer. So as you are right in the middle of that adversity. Be joyful in hope. Joyful in hope. Joyful in hope. Hope that it will turn around. Hope that God will see you through. Hope that he who, f- who promised is faithful. And be patient. Be patient. Because it's a faith that is being tested. So be patient. Be patient. Be patient. You won't find this anywhere in the Bible, but according to the CIV, which is the Chin International Version, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. So just be flexible. Just be flexible. Just flex with it, just flow with it. Instead of being resistant, because when you're resistant, you'll be broken. So just flow with it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I'm trusting God. But I'm trusting God. But my faith is in him. My confidence is in him. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of it. Not most of it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Then it says, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, it says, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Trust. You don't have to see it to trust. You don't have to understand to trust. Trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. Because at the end of the day, everything is temporal. Everything in this realm is temporal. And no one gets out of this alive. At some point, we we all expire. So this is temporal. But there's something else that's permanent. So this, this is, this is temporal. But on the inside is eternal life. Jesus Christ says this. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if you're here. And you've never made a commitment to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Then you have no access to the Father. But God in his love, God in his wisdom, and God in his grace. Has made it accessible. Has made the way accessible. Has made it open through his son Jesus Christ. In that all you have to do is place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to invite you right now, dear friends that are in this house, in the auditorium today, to to bow your heads and to close your eyes. And I want to make an invitation to you, my friend, that has never acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. To you, my friend, that has never surrendered your will to him. I want to invite you. to walk in the reality of this thing through this uh, simple and yet profound prayer that we're all going to pray together. As our eyes are closed and our heads bow down, I want us to pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I surrender my life to you my Lord and my Savior from this moment onwards I want to live for you friends the Bible says that if we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and confess with our mouths we believe and confess we are saved. Everything after that is a discipleship journey. So if you have prayed this prayer for the very first time as eyes are closed and heads bow down and you're here in the auditorium, would you kindly just lift up your hand and this show of hand is simply to just engage and connect with you and help you on this journey. And if you are online watching it today or you're going to watch it at a later date and as you come to the end of it, you've never made this commitment to Jesus, I want to invite you to pray this prayer. Pray this prayer. And When you do, please send us a message. We'd love to connect with you and help you on this journey. Lord, thank you in the name of Jesus for your presence. Thank you for your word. (coughs) Thank you, Lord, that as we face adversities (coughs) of many kinds, Lord, we are not going to be overwhelmed. We'll look to you. We'll trust you. Because we know that something more powerful is happening. And that is that our faith is being tested. And as our faith is tested, it's going to produce perseverance. And as perseverance has its work in us, we will be complete, we'll be mature, not lacking anything. Thank you, Lord, that when we are in need of wisdom, we can ask. And you will give it freely. Help us, Lord, to be people that pray and believe. Thank you, Father, for today. May this message, Lord... Be a strength point to remind us, mighty God, that nothing ever catches you by surprise. That, Lord, you're the God who sees and oversees everything. Regardless of the challenge that we may be faced with today, I pray for my brother, my sister, who is right in the middle of a challenge, right in the middle of adversity, that they will look to you. That they will surround themselves, Father God, with other believers that will speak life and hope and purpose into them. That they will stand on your word, mighty God, and not listen to the ways of the world. We thank you, mighty God. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The team is just going to uh, I guess lead us in a song. Jesus Jesus what?